Hi, you're listening to Yeah, It Can't Be Good, a rewatch podcast of the sci fi original series Eureka. Let's get started. Here's Doug with the TV Guide synopsis. Season 2, Episode 6 Noche de Suenos. The townspeople find themselves literally sharing their dreams following a toxic waste spill. But the situation turns from amusing to dire when a lethal aspect of the spill is discovered. Writing credits, Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Directed by Eric Lanaville. Original air date, August 14th, 2007. Thanks, Doug. Hi, this is Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Skip. Hello. For Season 2, Episode 6. Noche de Suenos, is that correct? I guess I'm not a Spanish speaker myself, so... Neither am I. You know how I never remember the name of the yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, Doug Gramley was able to remember the name of the episode that was coming up next and okay. pronounce it. That means Night of Dreams. So in this episode, we have the town sharing dreams and more about Kevin and the Artifact, which you know yes, is not my favorite that. subject. Yeah. So, Carter and Allison go jogging. Nathan is at Allison's house installing a, I'm doing air quotes, music therapy, music therapy machine device. in yeah. Kevin's room. After that, Carter continues his run and happens upon Fargo with Sparky. Now, Sparky is, do we know he's a mechanical dog yet? I don't think so. Didn't I have the dog assume, show yet. Right, so yeah. I'm assuming if you skipped ahead a few episodes when they have the dog show, that this is the same Sparky. Correct? It could be. Right now it's not. Um, right now we don't know Yeah, that, we don't right? know. For all we know at this juncture is Fargo has a lap dog. Yes. Yeah. Of course. And of course. <laughs> Poor Fargo. I love Fargo. I do. He actually, I tweeted at him for another episode and to ask him a question and he actually answered me. Cool. Yeah, it was nice. I used to like him. Did you ever watch Wonderfalls? No. It was a one season show. He was in that. It was about the town around Niagara Falls. Nope. It was uh, pretty cool. It was a ring a bell. And he was in that. He was the mouth breather. I can't remember what his name was, but he was somebody, the mouth breather. The mouth breather? Yes. (laughs) But it was a pretty good show. It only lasted a season. Okay, so Carter happens upon Fargo and Sparky and saves them from an accident with a tanker. In doing so, is covered with toxic chemicals. Toxic chemicals, yes. Some sort of uh, concentrated toxic yes. chemicals we find out. Yes. Yeah. Very... So it's not just toxic chemicals. Right. It's like high concentration of every toxic chemical that comes out of Eureka is condensed and put into one tanker. Right. And, and they're drenched in it. And they're drenched in it, yeah. So Carter has to go through this whole decontamination process, which... It's kind of silly. I'm not sure whole, that was yeah. all that was necessary. Yeah. That he had to get naked in a clear glass booth in the middle of somebody's lawn. Yeah. Everybody else is wearing <laughs> right. nice hazmat suits. And you know, if he could be drenched in this stuff, <laughs> right. it can't be that dangerous. He got no burns, no ill effects, no nothing right. from this supposedly highly toxic stew right. of all different kinds of toxins. But making him get naked in a clear glass container... Yeah. Doesn't yeah. seem the way to go. No. It could have been Nathan just screwing with him. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Earlier, Carter, when he was running with Allison, says he'll fix her shower. It, as it turns yeah. out, is a fusion shower. But then why does she say she can't find a good plumber? Right. From that conversation, they had to run all the way to her house. Yeah. Why doesn't she tell him? So he felt kind of defeated there. 
And then, of course, he had to get naked in front of all these people, which he feels inferior and he feels defeated, which brings us to the naked dream that he has. Because that's what they always say when you have these dreams where you're naked in public, that it's because you're nervous about a test or you feel inferior. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that brings us to the naked dream where Carter just is walking around town. You see, I never made that connection. Yeah, because that's what they always say. It never occurred to me. When you have dreams where you're just walking around naked and you don't know it and then realize it later. He he implies that he's had this dream before. Yes, he hasn't had it since college. Yeah. When he must have felt stress about exams or whatever. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's walking around town naked in front of Joe, in front of Allison, in front of his daughter. Yeah. Our first inkling that something's up is the way Zoe was acting in the morning. Yeah. We kind of gather that she's maybe had the same dream or something. Right. Something's up. And when he talks to Joe, they realize that... Yeah, because she out and tells him she had the dream. (laughs) She had a dream, yeah. So they realize that they're sharing dreams. So he meets Dr. Childress at Cafe Diem, who's an efficiency expert. Yeah, and she's helping... As a hobby. Yeah, as a hobby. I think she's a neurologist at GD. And she's helping Vincent become more efficient. Although, when he says, can I have some Vinespresso, well, and Vincent says, says yeah. coming right up. She that says, that's, a, that's an example. Right. An example of what? He's, <laughs> right, that wasn't efficient. Yeah, he's doing his job, right. he's making coffees for somebody. That's, that's very inefficient of you. <laughs> you so, should have already had the coffee made, anticipating the arrival of Carter. Right. Uh, the yeah, double that, espresso. That didn't make any sense. And so, we go over to the hospital where Fargo apparently checked himself in. Yeah, which is kind of funny. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to sue Carter. With the driver of the truck, Jake Wyatt. Yeah. And they just talk to him for a couple minutes, and they really don't get any information except Fargo is going to sue Carter and whatever else he's going to do. But Jake Wyatt, every time I look at him, and I can't remember the guy's name now, because I look at him and I'm saying, that's the guy from... Just Shoot Me. Do you remember that show? I remember that show. I don't remember him in it. The photographer, the one who was with Maya most of the time, the balder. No, that's not him. It's not him, but it, it looks yeah. like him. It looks so much like him. Uh, that's, that, that's debatable. I don't know. Well, now, if you see him now because he's older and puffier. Well, now that you said that, yeah, I'll look at him differently. But looking at him at the show, there was no... Really? Inclination that See, he looked I like thought anybody. it I kept saying, that's him, but he's he's kind of heavy. But that's him. And then when I looked him up, yeah, it said, bears a striking resemblance to Enrico, whatever really? this guy's name, but they're not related. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. And even the way he talked kind of reminded me of him. You have to see him. You're thinking of Just Shoot Me when he's young and thin. Yeah. He's, with, he yeah. looks a lot different now. <laughs> well, I would think, yeah. yeah. Don't we all? Right. So our next stop is to visit Creepy Nathan in his, yeah, creep, creepy, in his creepy, warehouse. creepy warehouse district of, I guess, Eureka has a uh, wrong side of the tracks. I guess, because that's where he took Pallister Reigns. Yeah. So is that in Eureka or is that outside of Eureka? It seems close. Yeah. But it's dilapidated warehouses. Right. And why is he working there? I don't understand. Well, that's his lab. It's not It's not something that popped up overnight. He's got a lot yeah, of stuff there. Yeah. You could have had all his minions from Stark Industries bring everything <laughs> there overnight, but it seems like that was always his lab. 
Oh, right, because even Callister knew where to go. Callister knew right where to go, yeah. Yeah. So that's really weird, but Nathan, he's so creepy in this episode, especially when he's talking to Kevin. Yes, yes. He is so creepy. You could kind of tell that Nathan really doesn't care about Kevin. No, he doesn't. He cares about what Kevin's got in his brain. Exactly. And to some respects, the mother, too. Yes. Allison's shut it off. He says no, and she stands at the doorway and walks away. She knows where the off button is. Exactly. And I wrote that down, because who is he to say no? Yeah. her kid. Yeah. He's so unbelievably creepy in this episode, all the way through. And we already talked about how I'm seeing him as a villain now. Yeah, in a different light. But now he's just so unbelievable. Well, now he's got the uh, mad scientist laboratory in the warehouse district of some unknown town that he lives and works in. Yeah. But even when people talk to him, especially about the artifact, the way he just stares. Yeah. It's just so weird. And, of course, uh, Kevin's building the artifact again. Yes. Out of yeah, play. yeah, yeah. But they still don't know how he's connected. But Allison keeps saying during the episode that Kevin has changed. Right. He's changed. Right. He hasn't changed. He's doing the same thing he always did. He always drew pictures. He always right, made but, things. But he was always obsessed with different things. Right. And at this he, point, he's obsessed with that. He's obsessed with the artifact. But he hasn't he's physically talk- changed. No. But he's talking like full sentences, which he didn't really Which is do. good, right? right? But, and then I, why does she... But he's you know changed. What? I want to know what's going but on. But you know what? And I mentioned that in um, a couple episodes ago. I can't remember which one it was. When she was dropping him off at school. And she was saying how he's making so much progress. And she looked concerned. And I get that, kind of. Because when progress comes that fast... You think there's something going on. You think something's wrong. Yeah. When DC starts talking in full sentences, I get nervous because I think a seizure's coming. Because that's what happens. Yeah. So I kind of get that. We all want progress, but when it comes that quickly, you kind of start to panic that something's not right. Yeah. But... I don't know how else he's changed. But the They're not showing us. Yeah, but the difference between you and her is she lives in a town where miracles happen exactly. every day. Right. That they are going through, she's going through this uh, high-tech therapy, she's going through this high-tech thing. Right. She had him supposedly on a new drug. Yes. Nathan's been screwing around with all kinds of weird stuff with him. Yes. So you think that she would expect a rapid change. I guess, yeah. Yeah. And equate any of that rapid change to whatever therapy he's been going through. Right. Yeah, you're right. Because I don't. So she's like ignoring everything in the past and saying, he's changed, what's going on? Yeah. And other than him speaking more in full sentences, we don't know how else he's changed. Yeah. They don't really tell us how else he's changed. But she keeps saying, he has changed. And I want to know what's going on with him. Yeah. So then we're back at Wyatt's apartment. Carter and Joe are searching through his house, and Carter discovers that they're both G3 pay grade. Yes. Which yes. we find out later isn't a pay grade. And during a conversation about what they really would have wanted to do with their lives, Joe confesses that she wanted to be a dancer. And I was very proud of Carter. For not teasing for not her about teasing it. Yeah. Her. Well, he did a little. Not really, though. Not yeah. badly. Yes. Yeah. And yes, I was holding my breath, and I was very proud of him for not teasing her. Yeah. So, well, he kind of knew he would be beat up for it. Well, sometimes he doesn't yeah. <laughs> know better. He doesn't think of the kind Right, of and so I think he's yeah. evolving a little bit. Yeah. They also discover that Wyatt was moonlighting, yeah. which means he was working double shifts at another trucking company. 
and then we're back in the hospital where Fargo has a dream. Well, yeah. Fargo sees Wyatt die in his dream. Yeah. Nobody believes him until the nurse and, I don't and, know... Uh, the, the attending... Yeah, uh, I don't know what he was, an yeah. orderly, a doctor. Both say they had the same exact dream. Yeah. So they go to see Dr. Who has the same name as the episode? Swenos? Whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, the dream guy. Yeah. Who? <clears throat> did you ever watch Falling Skies? Nope. No. He was Pope, the head oh, of the okay. Berserkers. Oh, okay. <laughs> he seems the type. So he has a dream spectrometer. Yes. And he does dream research. But he says that nobody could share dreams. That's impossible. That it yeah. just doesn't. It's it not going to work. It can't happen. Yeah, it can't it's happen. totally impossible. They always say that at the beginning of these right. weird things that are happening. That's, that's impossible. absolutely that impossible. It can happen. Yes. Yeah. But what that if drunk, it interacts yeah. with you? <laughs> that drug oh. can't make you into a monkey. Well, it certainly made this one into a monkey. Well, if, I guess if you pair it with monkey DNA, it could happen. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> but you know. At this point, Carter's told Allison that people are sharing dreams. Yes. She should have gotten it right then and there. Yeah. And she didn't. Yeah. She didn't get it until after she shares a dream with Kevin. Right. About the artifact and Kevin telling her it's everything. Yes. And still it doesn't click with her until the whole town starts sharing. Not the whole town. Yeah. But many people start sharing dreams and she sees... The, the little the thingy. little contraption, yeah. and that's when she tells him to shut it off, right? Well, right after that, yeah, right after she that. sees yeah. the contraption, but she doesn't say anything. And this is an, another time that Allison either does something or keeps information to herself, yeah, to benefit herself. Exactly. She put yeah. she overrode Beverly and put Henry back in Kim's lab, yeah, just to find out about Kevin and the artifact, yeah. She wasn't worried about the security of GD, yeah. whether Henry was ready for this. She did that. Yeah. And now she's withholding information from Carter for her own benefit. Yeah. And she does this more than once throughout the oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nathan's, like, extremely creepy here, too, when she tells him to shut it off. Yeah, and he just says no. It's almost, and like, threatening. Yeah. He just out and out says no, but then she does nothing. Right. She stands at the doorway. And does nothing. Looking frightened. Yeah. But she does nothing. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, the whole town is now arguing with each other. The thing about that is, too, all right, now, first of all, why is everybody in the sheriff's office complaining to the sheriff about dreams they had and arguing with each other? I'm not sure. And the sheriff and Joe are writing notes and like right. we're, they're going to do something about and, it unless they're making complaints I don't know complaints about I, what I, it I was know. a dream I know. They, all, they all know it's a dream right but they're still arguing but they're still it. arguing yeah. about it yeah you know you cheated on my test the two kids <laughs> cheated on the test why are you in the sheriff's office talking right. about that I know they got suspended because the teacher well, but that's not a criminal thing no it isn't yeah I, it isn't Unless they're calling people and asking them to report their dreams. There's a few things I don't get in this episode. Carter figures out that Vincent's is a dream-free zone. Okay, number one, it's a restaurant. So people aren't sleeping there. Yeah. And Vincent, because the whole town isn't affected, and Vincent is one that isn't affected. Right. So of course it's a dream-free zone. Why wouldn't it be? Nobody lives there. Nobody lives there, and Vincent does not work for GD, so he doesn't have that pay grade. The little downtown area yep. that was in the green, all the little stores and all yep. the little shops, 
None of those people work for GD. Right. So that's why it's a no dream zone. But people are sharing dreams, but the only people that are sharing genes, as it turns out, are the people with the same pay grade. No, because they're sharing dreams with other people. Yeah. The dreamers are the ones that are, are the sharing the dreams. With the share yeah. Okay. Other people are don't have to have the same pay grade to get to get the dreams. Yeah. You know, like Zoe doesn't have a pay grade. Yeah. She's getting the dreams. She's not a dreamer. Right. You know, and then we find out later that Fargo is not the dreamer after that big long man in black. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I don't like that. that. I usually thing. fast forward through that. Yeah. The only thing that came out of the dreams, because the whole dream thing kind of bothered me, yeah. was with Henry. And you know what I'm thinking? I don't think that was Henry's dream. He's not a dreamer. Carter's a dreamer. Yeah. So I think that was Carter's dream. Yeah. You know, all through these episodes, there's little things that remind him of that timeline. Yeah. And he doesn't remember. Because Henry couldn't have dreamed it because he's not in that pay grade. Right. It he, had to be Carter right. that dreamed it because he wasn't on that list. Right. Because we know Joe is the one that dreamed <laughs> her dream Yeah. because Fargo wasn't on the pay grade. He wasn't right. on the list. Right. So it had to be Carter. That's definitely, yeah. That, and I don't know if I realized that the first time I watched it. Now, another thing that bothered me about the episode, usually the science stuff doesn't, you know, the implausibility of some of the science stuff mm-hmm. doesn't bother me mm-hmm. because it's science fiction. It's, you know, they have to do stuff. Right. But when Nathan started talking about the Akasha field, yes, which is a Hindu mysticism thing and the grand theory of everything, which are kind of, you know, I mean, Hindu mysticism has nothing to do with science. Right. Yeah. For him, that you know that's what he believes it is. Mm-hmm. But Allison is the one that first brings it up. Right. So she's aware of it too. And they talk about it as if it's the unified theory. Yes. The real unified theory between general relativity and quantum mechanics. Finding a link between those two is the unifying theory in okay. science, not Hindu mysticism. Right. So that kind of bothered me that they started moving away from even implausible real science yeah. to mysticism. Although they always said, in things I've read, I know the science is like like you're saying, implausible and out there, but they're based on theory. Most right. of what they do is based on is based almost on, real science. It, you it know. can almost work. Yeah. And I think I read once that Joe Morton was really big on making sure that, that the science what they're talking about... Work. Yeah. yeah. Could that, possibly yeah. work in some... You that know. they weren't saying, like, in the old sci-fi movies where they're talking about stuff that's just, you know... Yeah. You just totally made that up. <laughs> right. You know, they're making stuff up, but at least but it's, it's, it's based on... It's based on... That's why that bothered me so much when yeah. they, all of a sudden they go into this religious mysticism mm-hmm. to explain something. Right. You know, and you would think that someone like Nathan and someone like Allison... Wouldn't go, wouldn't there. go there, they especially would think, Nathan. Yeah, right. they would think this has to do with something real science. Their first port of call is not going to be the Akasha field. You know, that could have been what killed this whole uh, plot line. What, the artifact plot yeah. line? It's possible. Like I said a million times, this whole artifact plot line just goes on way too long for me. Yeah. 
It's yeah. just, I love the show. And, and it doesn't I go just, anywhere. It doesn't, no, you know. It never. I think it, they could have done a much better job with that. And when that was their go-to, mm-hmm. that means the writers had nowhere no, else I, to go right, with it. Right, right. And we know that one of the characters suffers when the writers have nowhere else to yeah, go with <laughs> that, too. So, yeah. No, I agree, totally. So, back to Vincent's, they all sleep head to toe. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it's more efficient that way. The efficiency expert is telling him what to do. And after the man in black dream where everybody wakes up, they discover there's a couple people who have not woken up and are in comas now. Right. They yeah. go back to GD, and finally Allison confesses to Carter. Yeah, uh, something that Carter already figured he out. He already figured out, yeah. And he's angry, and yeah. he has every right to be. I mean, he's really angry. And you know what else? They go to the dream guy. Yep. Carter's looking at the little thing on the mm-hmm. He says, how many of those do you have? He says, I got two of them. Got the prototype and this one. Well, where's the prototype? It's missing. So Nathan broke into GD and stole it, or Allison stole it and gave it to him. True. I didn't even think of that. Well, does Nathan... I know he's not... Nathan doesn't have access. He was fired. I don't know that he was Everybody fired. Everybody else, he was fired. He was, you're not the head of GD anymore. Right. But everybody else that has gotten fired from Eureka has been kind of wiped from exactly yes you know existence except the, except the guy who lives in the woods with the fish zapper, which yeah. that's yet to be explained why some people get to stay there and some people don't. Right. But I remember in the episode where she took over, she said to him, "You haven't been fired. You've been demoted. You could stay here." He was contemplating not staying there. Yeah, but then so, he did. He does leave though and starts Stark Industries in another timeline. <laughs> oh, yeah, stupid timelines always. So I don't know if he decided to leave and is now working in the creepy lab, or if he still goes back and forth because he was there, wasn't he there? I'm trying to think if he was there in this episode. I can't remember. He was in Allison's office when Carter was trying to figure out how this machine could be making people share dreams. Yeah. Now, I don't was know there. if he was working there, but he was yeah, there. Yeah, he was sitting there. Yeah. Well, either way, one of them stole that One thing. of them took it, yeah. 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 After they talk to Nathan and Allison and they can't happen, can't happen, this machine can't do this, Carter says, well, Dr. Childress <laughs> is doing this brain scan network thing. And, oh, yeah. Oh, that could do <laughs> it. In combination. Yeah. And it's funny. They go to talk to this doctor, and she's just explaining her experiment like like it's nothing. Like, yeah. Like she's given a seminar. She, was the, she would have been the one to figure this thing out. Right. She would have been the one exactly. to say, hey, yeah. those are the same people that are in my study. Exactly. All you people that are in this restaurant right now that I'm positioning so they yeah. can sleep well... Exactly. Yeah, she should have figured it out from the get-go. Right, and that's her what her experiment is, taking people's, using people's... Shared consciousness, yeah. Yeah, brain power while they're sleeping, and yeah. There's so many people that could have figured this out along the way. Yeah. It was just kind of crazy. And so they're told that they pick these people because they have regular sleep schedules. G3 is are people that aren't supposed to work overtime. Right. Which the truck driver screwed up because he was working another job. Yeah. And then because of all these shared dreams, nobody's sleeping. Yeah. So they're sharing all these dreams. But then why would Carter be on that pace? See, he's the sheriff. He's on call 24 hours a day. He's not a seven to, you know, nine to five, yeah. seven to three kind of guy. I don't know. I guess because he can go home. 
Yeah, but he's and not then, on a regular sleep schedule because if his phone rings, he's got to answer. Right, and neither is Joe, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Unless that's the way his job was set up, that he's but, supposed to but be. But then on a we don't know how their schedule. payroll and bookkeeping departments work <laughs> at GD. There may be a very plausible reason why he's on that pay grade. Right. Because they should do an episode on just the payroll department. <laughs> See who gets paid and how. But you never know. On paper, his job might be he works 9 to 5 and he goes home. Yeah. And, yeah, if somebody calls him in the middle of the night, then they do, but it doesn't happen every night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe that could be the movie, like they did with Firefly. They did the one movie that clears up everything. I just wish they, they just would do, do that. just do one movie about the well, I was always global hoping. dynamics payroll department. <laughs> I was always looking forward to I thought that maybe even after it went off the air... Because the Christmas episodes were kind of like bottle episodes. Yeah. That yeah. they would just do Christmas episodes. Yeah, kind of like the Doctor Who, the, yeah, doc- yeah. the uh, Christmas episodes were always not really associated with the right. series Standalone, itself. Yeah. yeah. So I was kind of hoping that would happen, but it didn't so far anyway. Okay, so they discover that these 50 people, the dreamers, have high concentration of... Yeah, some sort of... Uh, uh, see, I spelled it... Some sort of thing. ...wrong so I could pronounce it, and I can't read it. Acetylcholine? Acetylcholine. That's it. Yeah. I spelled it that way so I would pronounce it right. Well, <laughs> I, I know because Carter <laughs> refers to it as acetaminophen. Right. Corrected by Nathan. Right. Who... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I do love the dynamic between... Carter and Nathan. Oh, I do. I do. I really do. And I always said that. Yeah. I do. They're hilarious. They're yeah. like one of those buddy cop movies that aren't yeah. buddies, you know? Yeah. I love them when they work together and yeah. stuff. But there's a time and place, and he doesn't have to be that pompous all the time. Yes, he does. He's Nathan. Yeah, but he's in the wrong. He's in the wrong. Which makes and him even still more pompous. he still has the pompous, nerve. I know. Which makes him even more pompous because crazy. in his mind, he is not in the wrong. <laughs> he is doing what he needs to do. Right, and back to uh, Nathan and Allison, when she wants to turn the machine off. He just is so manipulative. You wanted to know what's inside his head, and I've spent months trying to give that to you. How dare you waste my time? He's not spent months trying to give that to her. He wants to know what Kevin knows about the artifact, period. So then they, they find this cure where they have to put Carter in a tank... Yeah. Where he has to breathe liquid. The breathing, the, yeah. Right. Breathing the to, liquid. To get rid of that, say that. Acetylcholine. Okay. Acetylcholine. <laughs> I'm trying to look at your nose. Well, see, I wrote it so I could pronounce it. That's yeah. not the way you spell it. I don't even know where it is on your nose. It's over tank. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, there it I is. I wrote it so I would pronounce it correctly. Acetylcholine. And, okay. And for some reason, it's just throwing me. So they put him in this tank, and he has to breathe liquid. Yes. So... Yeah, but that's been done in other in other shows. It's been done in uh, other movies and stuff like that. The, yeah, I know, but it's just know. like worst nightmare. Yeah, you know who would be able? I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, so they have a cure. So now, now they have to put fifty people in this tank, one at a time. One at yeah. a time. Yeah. Who? I would never be able to do that. And some of those people are unconscious, right? So you have to kind of just dump them into a tank of. Liquid. So that's the cure. And Nathan says, oh, we have a cure so we can continue, continue our research. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Every time someone yeah. shares a dream, we throw them we in a tank. We have to throw them in a tank. Yeah. Throw you in a tank. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? So he's getting really, like... He's he's getting to the point where he's a supervillain. Yeah. Now, you know. Yeah. He needs one... He's one costume away from supervillain. I know. 
And, you know, Carter does, at the end, brings up to Henry about the dream he had about, you know, Henry saying, I'll make it easy for you. Yeah, that's at the very end. Yeah, yeah and Henry's like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Henry's it's like, the, oh, dreams are funny. Yeah, funny <laughs> things those dreams That's are. the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, the nice part at the end is Carter... Not only did he not make fun of Joe for wanting to be a dancer, yeah, he but he her buys her the ballet, yeah. ballet, oh, the yeah. ballet shoes because she's back on her feet. Yeah, so stupid. That, <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Unless you have more notes that we um, skipped over. No, I think we uh, we hit on everything that was on my uh, my notepad here. So we will be back next time for season. To episode seven, and family reunion. Ooh, very good. In case people have not noticed, I'm not good at names of. That's episodes. why I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. last time I wrote it down, I read the wrong one anyway. All right, so we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Come back next time for season two, episode seven, family reunion. Bye now. Perfect. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.